0: You're listening to episode 102 on the God Center Mom podcast with me, Heather McFadden, and I'm back with another That's Me episode. Today we're talking about craving authentic friendships. And I have on young mom Libby, who is a mom to two kids under the age of two with a husband who travels a lot. And she's just moved to a new community and longing for some true friendships. Uh, She shared some insecurities after being brave and reaching out and just looking for some advice. So I called on my friend and mentor, Leslie Johnson. She has four grown boys, so I'm always asking her for advice. She is right over at SearcyGal.com. She's been on this podcast before, actually the very first episode. And she is, I've always looked up to her for her hospitality and just her ability connect well with others. She's really good at checking in with me and she has a best friend who's been her friend since fourth grade. So Leslie's on with some just encouragement, some advice, some practical tips on connecting with others, some great like girls night out advice and just how to do life with people and then just how to reach out to neighbors and things like that. I just really appreciate Leslie's perspective and I was inspired. Um, I'm amazed how God's revealing the ministry we have just right in our neighborhood, even things that happened yesterday with our neighbors. So um, I hope you all enjoy this episode. Thanks again for listening to episode 101 with Katie Orr. And for all of you who entered to win her giveaway, I have emailed the giveaway winners. And uh, I'm just so excited for y'all to dive into God's Word and learn how to study His Word. But today we're talking about friendship. So let's get right to it. Here we go. Hey Libby, welcome to the God Center Mom Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for reaching out and offering yourself to the That's Me episode and getting a little help um, within the struggle that you're having. And before we get into all that, I would love for
1: you to introduce everyone listening to your family. Um, I am married to my husband, Jonathan. We've been married six years and we have two kids that are under two.
0: All my friends, I remember when I had... um, when mine were young and all my friends that had two under two, it was like that was it. That
1: was, it's <laughs> they, just had right t- now. they just had two kids. That's it because it's a lot. It's hard. It's very hard right now. But I know it's just temporary.
0: Yeah, but it's hard to remember even that in the moments when just everybody needs you at once. And yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You had reached out to me not even about that, that we could spend a whole episode talking about two under two, about a different issue. Why don't you tell us? Everybody, what's going on? What's your, what's your story? What's your struggle?
1: I have always been the people pleaser, perfectionist, um, and I've, I'm one of four kids. So I've always had a sibling nearby. And my husband just recently, a year ago, started a job where he travels a lot. And my sisters both have moved away. And so I find myself um, in this sort of small town and never really had to focus on friendships before. Mm. I've always had a friend. I've always had a sister to talk to. And I find myself in a position where I'm a stay at home mom now. I'm not teaching right now. And all of I, I'm, I'm wanting and craving and have a desire for authentic friendships. Yes. And whether that be in my neighborhood or at my church, and I got off of Facebook and found that I was using Facebook to kind of just Keep that surface level area, you know, of friendship. Um, I would check in on people, but I never really got to know them. And I had an instance where I had a friend; um, something happened in her life, and I had no clue. And because mm-hmm. I only saw what was on Facebook, and yeah. it really affected me. And I thought, you know, I, I'm not really getting to know my friends. I don't. I don't have that that close, real relationship. And um, so I got off of that. And then God has been really working in my life to show me what it's like to truly love others and to be um, in the moment with people. And I find that I'm, I'm personally taking more of an effort to call and to remember birthdays and just to really get to know what's going on in the lives of the people around me and my friends. Hey, Leslie, welcome to the God Center Mom
0: podcast. Hi, Heather. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad you're back. Oh, me too. That's I mean, you started the whole thing with me. so That is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, who knew a hundred episodes later that we'd oh still gosh, be doing yeah. this. This has been so
2: encouraging for moms and well, women and men, I'm sure, listen also. They do. There's are some entry. dads. Yeah, yeah, there
0: are. I know. It's like a secret society of gods <laughs> and her mom dads. Um. So, okay, I'm excited, too, that you get to come and join us for another That's Me episode when I interviewed this sweet gal. Libby is her name. Okay. Um. I immediately thought I I just have to have Leslie on, not because you both start with L's, like your names start with L's, just yeah. because <laughs> I just um, heard her heart and heard her questions, and I thought, oh yeah, I got to bring I got to bring Leslie on. So before we get into all of her answering her questions, why don't you take a second introduce everyone to your family and a little backstory on you?
2: Okay, um, I am married to Craig, sweet man, for almost thirty years. Because wow, summer. What? So it's kind of crazy gal that it goes by really fast. Cause I don't feel that old. I look in the mirror and think, Oh, I'm about 20. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> and, um, we have four sons. Um, uh, we have, um, one son. our oldest son just got married this summer. So now I have a new daughter and she Yay. is wonderful. We're very thankful for her. And, uh, they live in Houston and the other three boys live in Austin. So. They're all working and one's still in school. So we're empty nesters, but we still have one kind of in, you know, that we're still kind of parenting. The other three, you just, as you get older, you realize, oh, I don't get to parent you anymore. That would be an awesome conversation sometime. (laughs) A mother of adult children.
0: (laughs) Man, no, I'm not ready for that. Okay, so I have always admired your ability to host people. You um, were such a support to me when I was a young mom and opening up your home every week, right? Mm -hmm. Every week, it was like this safe haven, warm place to get some special treat, whether even it was just a hot beverage or an icy drink from your fun (laughs) margarita machine, machine, a (laughs) slushing machine. And, um, but always just the warm spirit, like the hospitable spirit. And so- I don't know if you have, before we get into questions, any backstory? Like, is that a home you grew up in? Or has that been something you've always, always done? Like, um, how did you get to be that kind of person? I think, um,
2: yeah, I think kind, uh, kind of grew up in a home like that. My mom was very, um, is very creative and hospitable, and she did have lots of parties. Um, but I think I just had a group of high school friends. We were always having parties. And then in college, I just, I just was always doing that because I just think I love um, I just love having people over and I think I have just have realized over the years that that God has really created us to be connected mm. and he wants us to be connected to him first and then to others and I think that he's just given me the gift of um, getting people together and, yeah. and and connecting people and i and I just love um, what that does for other people and you know, selfishly, Gal, I think sometimes I just – I do you know, for me because I just – I needed that. I needed that connection, especially when I was a mom with young kids, just kind of feeling alone a little bit. You just – I just started creating those connections by having people in and just experimented over the years of what that looks like. And it changes as your kids get different ages and as they get older. And um, it's really – and I think in Scripture, it says in Hebrews – that we are to practice hospitality. And so I think it's just a lifetime of practicing it. You get better at it. You learn, you talk to others, you experience it from other people. But I think that God really is um, delighted when we do that because that's that's how we show a, a waiting and watching world um, who he is by practicing hospitality and having people in our homes.
0: Well, and just not, I mean, you're really good at that, but I think you're also good at keeping in contact with friends and maintaining relationships. The fact that at your parties, you'll have friends from high school and that these are your best friend has been your best friend for how long, how many years? Oh, uh, since fourth grade. I mean, come on now. (laughs) That's a long time. That's a long time. (laughs) So like how at our church, we've been talking a lot about strength finders and our giftedness and what specific gift do you think is behind that, that, allows you the ability to maintain that kind of relationship.
2: Well, you know, it's funny, Gal, because in my strength finders, I did not get connectedness. And so I was kind of like, what?
0: But I feel <laughs> like the strength connectedness in strength finders is like connecting information, okay, sometimes okay. connecting people to a ministry or something, but not necessarily a relationship connectedness.
2: I just see in scripture so much about loving others and being mm. Um, serving one another, dying to self, and um, just being—you know, like in Romans twelve ten, it says, "Be devoted to one another in brotherly love, give preference to one another in honor." And I think mm-hmm. I'm just—I think I'm just—I've just, I'm just seen that 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 He wants us to be like Him, and Jesus was so connected. I mean, He just He. Isn't it awesome in Scripture that he he's always like eating and drinking and being at somebody's house or in, mm-hmm. at a party and when he comes back um, after he was resurrected he's like making breakfast on the beach and you're mm-hmm. like that's so awesome mm-hmm. that so much happens around the table in Scripture and so I think I think maybe that's why because my number one strength was is input mm-hmm. and so that is. Um, but maybe that's why I like being that's why I being like having people over is because I want to tell them all the things I'm learning all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you like to share.
0: You like to share. But so like I need to bring the people to me. <laughs> but like with Tammy, like how do you stay in relationship? Is it like regular contact? Do you make sure you talk every single day? Is there she a certain really person me. that longs for that? Or well, how do you?
2: she really taught me when we were first married um in Austin. She would call me like every day. And I was like, mm. What the heck? You know? And um <laughs> I think that I'm not a huge phone caller person. Okay. I don't really like talking on the phone, and in fact, I, I remember when my kids were little, and um, before there were cell phones, I had, <laughs> I had this, whole, I had a friend who had this um, headset, yeah, and and, I, and it connected to your your like whatever the phone, the your landline phone, and I would walk around with my headset on because. I just didn't like stopping. I just didn't really like talking on the phone, but I think I learned that you need to have little drops in the bucket of those phone calls, writing somebody a note, popping by to see them, um, inviting them over. And over many months, years of doing that, then, then you really do have this group of people that... That really love you, but she really taught me. I think when when I was first married, that you just check in with somebody, and it doesn't have to be a super long conversation. So mm-hmm. I would say that's one way to stay connected with people. It's just calling them, and it, and now y'all we have texting, mm-hmm. and that's not huge. I mean, I wouldn't say replace <laughs> personal phone calls with texting, but that's such an awesome way to just tell somebody you're thinking about them and all the. The, the the Bible app where you can text somebody a verse and just say I, I thought about you this morning when I read this and um, yeah all that so I think that's really a neat way to kind of pop into somebody's life just um, to, to try to 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 reach out and to kind of start weaving those threads of connection with somebody else and I know something that I think I've told you and others is um I think you have to cast your net, just like mm. Jesus said, you know, cast your net out. And I think I'm always casting my net out. Mm-hmm. Even even now, even at my age now, I still love having new people in my life. And so whenever I'm someplace, uh, I went to mops and I, I just cast my net out to the gal on either side of me. And I thought, you know, if they need a friend, I'm going to cast my net out. And that means like just asking him questions, trying to probe, trying to, you know, just be Get interested. Know, like open a but, new
0: treasure box. Yes. Person.
2: And yeah. then at the end, just say, hey gal, here's my phone number. If you ever have a question, just call me. Yeah. And, and I, when I worked in the nursery, Craig and I would do that. We would just take that baby over the doorway and just say, you know, I know it's tough being a young mom. If you ever have any questions, you know, here's my card. It's so ridiculous. I got these little cards. <laughs> printed out. And um, But it was so much easier than like, you know, trying to write it on the back yeah. of a
0: well, when they're hurrying and trying and they're to they're hurrying, get, And I could yeah. just
2: hand in my card. And that's how I started that first
0: mom heart group. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's how we connected was you yeah, watched, like, you took care of Watts. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I still Wattie.
2: remember that little sweater outfit he had. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> With all the buttons. Yes, he <laughs> was, it was
0: like, so sweet and warm and cozy in that. Yeah, he was a cozy guy. He's a cozy guy.
2: <laughs> but I would say that's a great way is just to casting that net out. And some people you're going to catch and some people you just – you, they, they don't get in the net and you just yeah. go, you know, that's not the person for me to get to know. But what I, think I think, God
0: brings people in. So. Yeah. What I think you've brought up, too, is that you have your core people like from fourth grade, those friends. Mm-hmm. And then you're you're kind of have a revolving door of new people in mm-hmm. your life. So mm-hmm. there's it's not like you could keep casting. In, and it's not like all those people that were in our first mom heart group are still in regular contact with you. Mm-hmm. but you cast it and some go and some come and you get a new I mean and there's a little bit of room in your life for a revolving friendship and then there's your your deeper relationships your core foundation relationships that you keep yes that you're good at maintaining too yes so i think with libby let's get to her questions
1: i've always been the type to reach out to others um i moved a lot when i was a kid and I was I'm always the one looking in the room for the person sitting by themselves. Mm. And I'm always the one to strike up a conversation, invite people to my house for playdates and having t- you know two kids it's it's can be exhausting at times and yes. my question is what do you do when when you're that person that is needing someone to reach out to you? I I really struggle with you know this telling myself to just kind of suck it up and and just keep inviting others and keep reaching out. But uh, this past year, I have really needed someone to just take the time and reach out to me. No, I think that's a very legitimate question. And
0: I um, I can't wait to hear what a mentor says. I know you and I were talking a minute ago um, that I have a friend who posted about that very thing on Facebook. I am not as brave as you to get off Facebook. I should, but um, she was just saying like that, that frustration that like, I'm ready to, to not have to be the one always inviting and to be invited. And I asked her if one of her top five in strength finders was responsibility. And she said it was because the people who, um, tend to have that strength tend to also have that frustration like the, the the balcony part of it, the good part of it is that they're awesome at inviting and staying up and just always doing what they say they're going to do. But the, the basement part is that that they get frustrated that other people aren't also responsible in doing that. And so, yeah, that is that's a hard thing. That I is think, a hard thing.
1: I think sometimes it feels, and for me personally, I feel like people don't care. But in my head, logically, I know it's not that they don't care. We're no. all in this very, very busy stage of life. And so it's hard because I sometimes feel like maybe I don't have that connection with other moms that I was, I, I maybe expect too much. I don't know. It's, mm. It makes you, it causes you to start having insecurities about yes.
0: that. It's not, instead of it thinking, well, this is my strength and I am responsible and maybe that's not their strength and they're just trying to get by. And yeah. Instead, you're thinking they're just not inviting me because I'm not worth, I'm not valuable enough yes. to get to know.
1: That's yeah. exactly how yeah. I have felt. What
0: if you're the person who's mm-hmm. really gifted and who needs, mm-hmm. um, and you're always the one asking and you just need someone to reach out to you. And so talking about Strength Finders, uh, she and I were talking about the strength of responsibility mm-hmm. and you said that was in your top five too? It is in my top five. Yeah. Okay. So, so talk about that a little bit. How do you handle that when you're always the one inviting? Mm. Well, I think
2: I think the Lord wants us to be really honest with Him. Mm. And I think I think it's okay to just really cry out to Him and just say, you know, God, this kind of stinks sometimes. And I kind of feel like I need somebody to, to call me or to love on me or invite me to their house. I mean, mm. you know, it's just so awesome to have people in your house that... It is nice when people invite you to come to their house but I think you have to you have to cry out to the Lord first because people are, are going to let us down and we mm-hmm. can't control people we can only control ourselves but we can tell the Lord our heart about that and he he is he knows what that feels like he came to earth and lived among us and put on flesh and Praise God, he knows what it's like. And so I think He's he longs to give good gifts. He's a father who longs to give good gifts. And I have found in my life that he has given me friendships, um, a few that are really life-giving in that way back to me so that then I can go back out and cast my net to others. So I think first off, you just ask the Lord. You say, Lord, I, I need this. Mm. And then I think secondly, I was kind of thinking about that. And it just reminded me of... um. That, that loving people and serving and cat and having people in your house, that sometimes it feels like death. It, it feels like death to serve and to love, and it's just not very fun sometimes. Mm. And but I think that the scripture says, you know, in Philippians it says, you know, He emptied Himself, He came, He gave everything up, and and, and even to death on the cross. So He mm. knows what that's like to for things to feel like death. And so I think if we love Him and we're following after Him, then we're going to have to experience that too. So I I think you just have to say, cry out to the Lord and then remember, it does feel like death sometimes. And it is kind of a bummer because you're Mm -hmm. like, why I'm always the one organizing and whatever. But I think if we see that as our way of being like Christ, that's such an honor Mm -hmm. that He has called us to be like Him. We can we can we can serve and do those things just like Jesus did when He came and served us? So th- just dying over and over again and asking the Lord to to fill those needs through His Word, through um, you know your relationships with your your husband and mm-hmm. and then the close friends that He is going to bring. And then Gal, I think we really have to trust. Mm-hmm. We really have to just have faith, and faith is believing in something we don't see. So you might wake up and think, I don't have any friends. Nobody ever asked me, ever. But that's yeah. not true. And yeah. you need you need to remember to have faith that God's going to provide that for you.
0: Well, and do you think in your schedule of your day, since you have these solid friends and you have these new friends, mm-hmm. do you try to balance out the type of friends that you hang out with?
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I think you really need to make sure that you spend time with, you know, Both, because you can't just you can't just give and give and give and give, and you're like this pitcher of water and you're pouring out on everybody. First, you have to spend time with the Lord so that you can be full to slosh over. But I think the Lord puts in our life those women who can can um, fill that cup too, and we have to you have to have a balance. Yeah, and and that's one thing I think we've talked about how we that, that I wanted to kind of talk about some practical things. Yes. And I think one of the practical things is she needs a mentor. Mm. Lib- Libby needs a mentor. She needs someone um, older than her, uh, further down the path, who will say, Gal, uh, are you spending time with a life-giving friend? Mm. Are you are you spending time in the Word? And, and then that that mentor, I think, is usually going to be one of those life-giving people. My mentors have both been super life-giving and mm. super just like, pouring into me until I'm just like full and running over. So I would say this is a huge um, need for someone like Libby and really for all women. We all need a a mentor in our life.
1: Well, I think that's a good lead into um, her next question. Okay. My, my other question I had was about being too vulnerable because I, I, I want to do away with that surface level um, relationships. I, I really want to be authentic and I want to, um, represent myself that way because I want to be real and that I really struggle with that because I am a perfectionist. I'm recovering perfectionist is what I'll say (laughs) because I'm really, I'm really rethinking. Now that I have a daughter, I don't want her to, you know, see that growing up. I want her to think, um, I want her to see, you know, me for for who I am and the struggles that I have. And and, um, so I've really struggled with Representing myself when it comes to friends, you know, maybe I've been too vulnerable. And, and then, so then those doubts creep in of, well, I probably just scared them away because I, mm-hmm. you know, my mm-hmm. house was a mess when they came over, you know, or not a, not a mess, but just, you know, not perfect and tidy. And, and, um, so mm-hmm. I, I struggle with those negative thoughts after hanging out with friends. So
0: what question would you have for someone about that?
1: Maybe what if there's a certain passage or scripture or just ways that they can, Fight that negative self-talk,
0: and I think your suggestion for a mentor Mm -hmm. is really good because that mentor can say that's not truth, (laughs) like that's not truth, yeah, and refocus. But what other what things have you what scripture what ways have you used when you start to feel insecure about being vulnerable?
2: Well, I think I think it goes back to Libby needs to spend time. Really, we all do, not just Libby. (laughs) We all need to spend time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's hard when you have little biddies, And I think that there's creative ways that you can do that. But I think first and foremost, she needs to be spending time with scripture because scripture is going to tell her God's word is uh, going to tell her who she is mm-hmm. because the world is going to tell her being a mom is second rate. Being a wife is dumb you know mm. having people in your house what a waste of time do, do for you, give to yourself and and I just think we get we're just so bombarded with 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 lies, and I think that Satan is the author of of lies, and he is he's going to try to trick us and try to make us um, feel less than and, mm-hmm. and so I think that she that she, we need to be spending time in the word and washing over us who God says that we are and i think one practical way that i've done that is i have a a notebook like just a small notebook i think i got it at like a women's retreat once and i just keep my special scripture in there mm-hmm. the scripture that tells me like who i am or the scripture that just really brings life to me because i think sometimes we're so beaten down or we're so bedraggled that you don't even really know where to go in scripture. Or you just look at the Bible sitting there and you're thinking, seriously, I, I don't even really know where to go. And so I would just get that book out, my little notebook, and I would just read to the scriptures. The, the things where he says, I'm a daughter of the king. I'm united in Christ. I'm chosen. I'm loved. He's cleansed my conscience. He knows me. I mean, just, you know, it's yeah. just on. It's just like on steroids to just keep Reading through my little notebook when I don't have the energy maybe to go to my scripture reading. Yeah. and that has really, really, really helped me to to write those things down about who I am mm-hmm. so that I can replace um, kind of that negative talk about me and to and one thing that like Craig and I did when we were um, on our trip, is we just we tried to help each other, and so I think talk to her husband and say, you know, I'm struggling with negative talk, and when you hear me saying that, will you remind me of who I am, or help point that out to me? And um, that that's super helpful, I think. And with a, with a good friend, to to have them remind her that you know that's not who God says you are. Mm-hmm. God says you're. You're chosen. God says you're a daughter of the king, that you're an ambassador, that you're cleansed. That, I don't know. I just think and, and as as a friend, as she's doing that with her friends, they will and she's modeling that, they're gonna start doing that back to her. Yeah. So that that will really help. So the notebook, I think just recognizing and asking for help mm-hmm. and sitting down during the day and soaking, just saying, just turning everything off, except for maybe a song that that speaks to you and and just just kind of remembering who she is in
0: Christ. And you said you had one more question?
1: Yeah, I was um being a mom of of two under two. What are some ways that I can some ways that I can build these meaningful relationships because my time is limited mm-hmm. and I'm exhausted. And so I feel like the quality of conversation may not be there, but my heart is there and and you know, I want my house to be an open door. I want to be hospitable, but sometimes the um, level of, of of conversation, especially with kids running around, it's hard to really have those meaningful relationships. So maybe what are some ways when you're in this stage of life to to have those moments where you can really build authentic relationships with friends and um, it may not happen maybe as, as frequently as I would like but but I want I want it to be um, meaningful. Yeah
2: I think that what I did, I'm trying to think back when my my babies were little, I, you know, I I think God made us all
1: differently.
2: So I, I, I do want to encourage everybody that, you know, I might give ideas or things that I did, but that might not work for you. Like I had one friend that she's like, oh my gosh, I just have to get out every day and go to McDonald's and I just can't stand it. And that would have been hard for me. I wouldn't have liked that. So anything I, I'm saying, I think everybody needs to kind of say, you know, is this what God would have for me? And, and so I think the first thing is you just ask the Lord, Lord, show me how to build these relationships. Show me who to, to reach out to. Show me who to cast my net to. And and really know that God is interested in you and that He is going to provide for you what you need. But for me, I I just tried to invite people into what I was already doing. Mm. So if, if if like I liked going to um, a burrito or whatever, then I would I would invite somebody to go with me. If I liked um, going and just to the park, I would invite somebody to do that. If I like so like I liked scrapbooking when my kids were little, mm-hmm. and I just would invite friends. I would just say, "Hey, let's scrap the third Thursday of every month." And these two gals, we would just like. You know, you would bring your nursing baby. You just put them over to the side when you were done and they in the rockeroo. And so we did that for like 15 or 20, 15, probably 15 to 17 years when our kids were little. Wow. And, and we would just at one of our houses and we taught our husbands and our husbands were, were glad to do because when we came home, we were so awesomely happy. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just like, we say, I, we, we, always laughed because we would tell, I would tell Craig. I saved you lots of money on counseling because <laughs> I did scrapbooking. You Scrap have to that. And you know, <laughs> we were we were I I think I I'm a I like to do things and I like to You like to get, create. You're I like, like a creative. Create. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought if I like to create then I need to invite people to do that with me. Yeah. And it was an awesome gal. We solved so many problems. And we <laughs> had so much fun. And we actually, even in the summers, we got, when our kids were big and we didn't have any more, more nursing babies, we would go away to like Tammy's mom's house. They would leave their house and we would go to their house. Or sometimes Craig would go to Nakona with the boys and we would be here and we would do it like Friday, Saturday and almost all day Sunday, like yeah. fr- we'd start at six o'clock on Friday night and just scrap and have the whole weekend, just one time a year. That was really fun. So I say, yeah, I would just tell that mom, Hey, what is it? I like to do. I mean, somebody might be, be going, Oh my gosh, I am not scrapping. Well, you know, but that's so- but what
0: I was going to say. Like <laughs> another thing you did that I thought was genius. Cause sometimes people just need ideas. Like yes. They've never thought of it. They've never experienced it. It's not part of their life is you would host a creative night, bring yes. whatever and for some people yes. that was organizing recipes yes and they're like more of a you know organized personality or just yes. they brought like a junk drawer literally to yes. your house Remember and we're going that? through a junk drawer yes <laughs> so, so smart <laughs> and you know crocheting or um i don't know quilting whatever yeah it that, was just that's like fun. here's a space that you can say i'm making something i'm doing something with my hands and i'm being social because sometimes mm-hmm. those Hobbies, crafts, or whatever can be isolating if you are a more extroverted person, but you like to create. That's me. I like to create, but it's more time that I'm by myself. I want to be with people. So the creative night was really helpful for me. And and I have one of those weekends, too, with a bunch of people from church. And they get this little bed and breakfast house and this whole big room with tables. And everyone gets their little spot. And... Um, You should come and go as you please and fun chick flicks are playing the whole time and every Mm -hmm. meal you've solved some problem. It's great. It's so great. It's um, very life-giving and you know it's, you know, that it's coming if you're ready (laughs) (laughs) for a getaway. Yeah. Yeah. I think, think
2: too, Gal, it can be those big weekends. It can be the creative nights. It can just be um, getting comfortable with chaos and inviting a family over to eat.
0: Yeah, that's tricky. It's
2: it's not it's not a Christian house I we did a I heard a lady talk a long time ago when my kids were little and she was talking about Christian hospitality and what it is and what it's not. And Christian hospitality, the hospitality of the scripture, is it's not about you and how amazing and Martha Stewartish your house meal everything is. It's yeah. about focusing on those other people. Mm. We would have other families over a lot and just include their kids and mm-hmm. it's and the and and it's it was not about kind of what amazing meal I could make at that event. It was just about kind of gathering together in the chaos that ensues from having eight kids when Perkins <laughs> would over, right? Yeah. And but the more you did it, the more they learned what that was like. And mm-hmm. and you know, my kids I think really make great friends because they saw what that looks like. Through mm-hmm. the good, the bad, and the ugly, through the whatever, and I but I do think inviting people to come and eat at your house is a great way to build those meaningful relationships. And the same thing—you cast your net, you have some people over, and you you start you start realizing these are the ones that are interested in being here. And 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 and, and frankly, you know, I feel like I did that more. I had more people in my house than were because people would look at us and go, four boys, oh my gosh, I'm not inviting them over is what I thought. they be. mm, Right. Because They're- sometimes people think that hospitality has to be just this amazing thing. And I'm like, no, like yeah. order Pizza Hut and
0: yeah. you're done. Um, and your boys may be more comfortable in their own home too. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, I can remember once um, we had, um, and I would, I, I would feed the boys' friends a lot. And one kid was like, I didn't know they made chicken in a bucket, Mrs. Johnson. We've <laughs> never had that at our house. And I, oh gosh, I've just, in, you know, um, just that him to uh, cholesterol and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. I thought it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm not gonna. The the point is just to have people in your house to, to for connection and relationship because people want to be connected. Remember, we mm-hmm. talked about that at the beginning. Yeah, people want to be connected, so invite people over for meals for that kind of stuff. And um, it, and it's going to change when – for Libby with two kids under two, that's a lot easier because, you know, she can just – whatever. But for her not to be afraid when they're six and four and then she has another two-year-old, it's a lot of chaos. Be comfortable with that. Yeah. Go outside. Do it yeah. in the afternoons where you can go
0: outside. Well, I think she and I were talking about how it's not easy because – the two-year-old's used to being an only child. The six-month-old is new, right? So mm-hmm. the two-year-old still wants your attention all the time. Mm-hmm. And then new baby obviously needs attention all the time. And so you feel very torn when you're with others because mm-hmm. your kids are wanting you, but you're wanting to connect. So you're kind of split so mm-hmm. I think an an evening idea for her having people over... Um, Might be overwhelming. Well, no, with with just the moms, like the creative night. Oh, I think yes, that could be yes. a really good thing for her. And as she's getting older, some ideas for having families over. I think, I think that is a key. Like we are in these stages and we feel like those stages are going to be our forever. Yes. And I mean, they're just not. They're not.
2: Remember that quote um, from Gretchen Rubin, the days are long, yeah. but the years are short. Yeah. I mean, before she knows it, it's going to be a new stage and she's going to be able to do new things, but she has to keep practicing hospitality. Mm-hmm. What does it look like now? What does it look like with a two-year-old and a baby? Well, it's not going to look like that when it's a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Yeah. And maybe now they trade date nights with somebody and then they invite another couple to meet them at the restaurant so right. that they have that connection away from their kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's no. good.
0: And with There's, her husband. Her husband travels a lot. So that would be good for weekends. And here's
2: another good reason to have a mentor, Gal, is mm-hmm. because you can talk to your mentor, and your mentor will have all kinds of things that they did when their kids were little, like things that I never even thought of. That's why I love talking to other women because people have the greatest ideas. You're like, mm-hmm. I never thought about
0: that. That's so awesome. And tell me a little bit about your, um, your community setup. You said you go to church, and is there like – a mom's group there or a small group or a Bible study that you're a part of at the church?
1: Yes. Uh, we are a part of our small group and um, I've been going to the mom's group at our church.
0: Mm-hmm. And is there like a core group that you've kind of identified with there?
1: Not really. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm it- really struggling because I feel like um, we made a transition and this has been a recent within right before my daughter was born. She's six months. Um that my husband felt led that we go to this church. And so I've really struggled with um, those connections at this church. And Mm -hmm. I never struggled with this growing up, but I feel like being a mom, it's been so much harder. I feel like the older I get, the harder it gets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And are you the kind of mom, like, of course, you've got a six month old and an almost two year old. Is it hard for you to attend to their needs and have a conversation like like some yes. moms can like completely ignore their kids and be fully in a conversation and totally fine. Are you like do you struggle with like you know constant looking over at the kids and then having a conversation?
1: Yes, and I ha- my oldest is very um I don't know if needy is the right word, but needs my attention I would say more than my my daughter does so far. Yeah. It's yeah. personality wise.
0: Yeah, and he's
1: he yes. Yes, yes. He's
0: so he's so used to getting it all the time because yes. he's the oldest, the firstborn, had it all <laughs> until right. six months ago. And so until she gets to be more verbal and moving more and requiring more attention, he hasn't learned the concept yet that right. that you have two people to take care of, um, and that he can't get all of your attention. I remember that. I mean, I remember my oldest. It was like our whole world. (laughs) He got all of our attention all the time. And I'm just like today I I had an old, a childhood friend over. She was in town from Indiana with her, um, one and a half year old. And I I had my two youngest kids around the six year old and the three year old. And I would, I just struggle so much to be able to like respond to them and what they need and still have a conversation and I'm constantly like back and forth and I just feel like I'm never a good <laughs> communication partner when my children are around like that's
1: me I yeah. actually had to put my kids in our uh, childcare at church during small group and during during um, the mom's group because a lot of moms keep their you know the babies with them because I just can't I can't do both yeah and I, and I think that that's just
0: an awareness like in that season when i stopped doing play dates when i had three and four kids i did a lot more like mom's nights out <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or just one on one coffees with friends um with your husband traveling a lot maybe like it's an evening thing like a book club that you invite some gals over to on a regular basis um so that you're like on an ongoing like it's not just like you have a play date and you have to Get to know that person all at once, like it's a growing relationship. Because I think I like it's that depth idea. that you're desiring, probably. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and I think that depth won't happen in a couple play dates. It's going to have to happen in a committed, long-term relationship. That sounds so <laughs> silly, but I think that you know those. Some of my best friendships started from going having a Bible study together at night. On a regular basis, whether it was every other week or every week, um, that commitment that wasn't just like, you're committed to be my friend, but kind of like you're, we're committed to get together Right. was, um, helpful because then you're just staying in each other's lives. And, um, even though evenings are hard, I think when your kids are little, you know, I feel like evenings are hard when my kids are school age now because everyone has sports events on top of it and piano lessons and homework. And so they're kind of spent by seven. But I think even though you're really tired with little ones, there's kind of an excitement that if you know that's happening at the end of your day. That's exactly it. Yeah, you can push through, and you've got nap time still, and so I get um, a second wind. Yeah, you can get a second wind, and I, and a lot of my friends we don't have they don't have nap time still, and um, so they, they're less interested in evening things, and they're more doing like luncheons together. And I'm like, I can't do luncheons.
1: I still have little kids. Um, so I, I think- like the idea of the book club because I I know I get energized in a group setting. I'm not a I'm outgoing in a small group, but not in a large room. And so having, you know, if I were to invite people over, I think that would be a lot of fun. And I think even though it may be tiring that one night that I do that, um, but I feel like I would be energized the rest of the week. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's so many great
0: things out there now for groups. And I remember there's a study, No Other God by, um, oh my goodness, uh, Mittner, Kelly Mitner. And what was fun about it was with each week. She, she's a single gal and so she had a really fun like menu plan <laughs> that went with like the every week discussion guide oh, with like a candle scent you could get and like music you could play wow. It was, like way more fun than like your traditional Bible study. And I've been in other ones where, you know, we did the study during the week and then when we got together, we watched the Beth Moore video or whatever it was. And so it was low um, requirement of the person hosting all right. they did was op- open their home and then make sure the movie, the show, the, the show, the movie, make sure the DVD worked. And then, you know, we'd all kind of bring our own whatever tea or treats or whatever. But, yeah. 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 I think that what I what I hear from you is you're just longing for depth and you're longing for commitment. Yeah. And um, a friend that's willing to do something like that is a, is probably the kind of friend you're looking for. So, yes. yeah, yeah. Any other it, things you want to talk about? I mean, are you ever struggling with, like you said, hospi- hospitality with like neighbors and yes. things like that? So, what does that look like for you? What, is, well, what are those we efforts? Live,
1: we live in a big military area. And so, especially in my neighborhood, there's a lot of coming and going mm-hmm. houses for rent, houses for sale. And so, there's a lot of opportunity, I feel like. And that's part of my personality of, of you know, me taking charge was kind of like, well, if I'm longing for relationships, I'm, I'm sure other people are too. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to reach out. I really have felt God and the Holy Spirit, you know, telling me to reach out to those neighbors and bring a plate of cookies and say, welcome to the neighborhood. But I also feel like for some of these women, especially if they're, um, if they're not Christ followers, that can be really intimidating. So I try to bring over the cookies and just, you know, have that kind of open door. You know, I'd love to have you over sometime and I'm outside all the time with the kids. And, um, I did that I, for several neighbors and then I would walk away feeling just completely foolish of like, Oh wow, I, that was too much. I probably scared them off. And, um, I, so I kind of shut down for a while cause I, I really mm-hmm. just felt very, very insecure and, and I didn't want to do it anymore. And, God had a different plan and he said, nope, you're not finished. And, um, I now babysit for a family down the street. And so I'm having to go to the bus stop and pick this little, this kid up. And some, I'm having to meet these other moms at the bus stop. And and it's kind of funny how God has said, nope, you're still going to be hospitable to your neighbors and reach out to your neighbors. Mm. The only problem I, I really, I think I'm getting better about it, but that I really still struggle with that negative self talk and, Mm. um, just, thinking, you know, they don't want anything to do with you. You're just silly mom, you know, or you don't have your act together. And, you know, um, just those, those feelings afterwards.
0: And I think those, the really, the root of those is knowing your self-worth and recognizing the desire to love your neighbor is Jesus's heart. Yeah. And anything that wants to shut that down is not from God. Like yeah. anything that's saying you didn't do it right or condemnation, that's not from God because he loves your heart that you want to serve them. He loves your heart that you want to connect with them. He doesn't care how it looks or if you did it right or if you were too much, that's not from him. Um, so really getting to the core and really spending time with God and saying, who do you say I am? Who who do you say I am? And he says, you are my precious daughter. And your heart is pure, and you desire to show my love to those who may not know me, and I go with you and um, and, and and even you know Jesus, who was willing to be mocked and jeered at um, even if the if you handed him the plate of cookies and they spit in your face, which you haven't had, like I think no. he sees your heart and your desire, and that. Is what should should be the the motivator is, is is not pleasing the person who's receiving the cookies and making sure you have their approval and that they think you're worthy, but keep going to God and saying, "I know this is your heart, and I'm going to be your hands, and you say I am worthy, and and this is where you have me." So you know, just keep going back to Him yes. um, for where your worth comes from, because. Ultimately, that's you know a lot of these these struggles with friendships, with other people, with the people pleasing and the perfection is is not truly believing that we are worthy of his love, that we have to keep working for it, or we have to do it right. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I would when those when those lies start to come up, I just call them out for what they are and 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 just. Just turn to God and say, "Tell me who who I
1: am. Who you say I am?" For I, sure, I I don't I don't think I ever knew that I struggled with that until I became a mom. I mm-hmm. think that it's really, um, it's it's one of the hardest things. I it is the hardest thing I've ever done, and so I've really struggled. I guess yeah with with knowing my self worth um, because it's I feel like it's in my face. You you cannot help it, but but. Um, see what you struggle with or see, you know, in, in, in your parenting, in your loving of your kids. I think that's where I didn't realize I struggled with that, but you, you said it perfectly and I needed to hear that. It It is the most humbling. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, stripping away, sanctifying process because we can hide, we can hide all that and, and all of our doing and good things and jobs and, um, and, and, and then when you are stripped to the, you have nothing left to give, right? You've had no right. sleep, and your your worst <laughs> yes. parts hanging all out, and you're saying silly things because you can't have a clear thought, and yes, <laughs> um, all of that it just reveals like what do I really value, and and what do I really believe? Because yeah. what I really believe is going to come out in my actions. I can That's say so all the good Christian words and say, yeah, I believe God, or really. Do you really believe God says that you are loved? Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it's all part of the journey, and just, just getting started—that's the exciting part. <laughs> so much room to grow, and think about that. You know that this is—it's a, a gift. It's a gift that yeah. you get to be more Christ-like. You get to hear His heartbeat. You get to experience His love in a way you wouldn't if you hadn't entered the mom right. Journey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Libby, good stuff. Such, such an important, important conversation about friendship. We need friends. Again, it's a thing that God desires. And and anytime it's a right desire of God, um, we got to keep pushing for it, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for being willing to come on. I'm so, so thankful
1: you reach out to me. Thank you for taking my questions, and I appreciate it. All
0: right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye. I have a yeah. quick question for you. Yes. Um, and speaking of ideas, so mm-hmm. I got so many great invites from Leslie, even just this holiday season. One, Leslie <laughs> has a card addressing party. How fun the is most that? Fun yes. ever. And they give away little door prizes, and everyone brings their Christmas cards. I arrived very late. Stay <laughs> late. That's my motto. Arrive late, right. stay late. And I was just picking out my Christmas cards still. But it was fun to have other people kind of saying, oh, that one, not that one. But then another party you had, um, since y'all had just been to Italy, was you introduced us all to what you loved about Italy and had all this great food. And you invited, you had two of those. And one you Mm -hmm. had um, people you mentor from our church and people that mentor you, just friends from church, basically. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. neighbors, which was such Mm -hmm. a great combination. I loved meeting all your great neighbors. And since Libby brought up just a real desire that God's put in her heart to love her neighbors well, what tangible tips or things have you done? Because obviously your neighbors trust you, they love you because there were a lot of them at that party. So what have you done there?
2: Well, I think, you know, it's it just starts with looking for opportunities and not being too busy mm. and, and and trying to say, okay, if this this is what I'm going to be about, I can't be about Ten thousand other things, and so I think you have to be available. You have to. You have to call them. You have to. Like how
0: did you even get their phone number?
2: Um, I well, like the neighbors, like across the street and on either side. You know, you naturally like when they move in, I take them like a welcome to the neighborhood bag or whatever, and I give them a, a sheet that has like all my contact information on it, and also like. Here's where the Home Depot is. Here's where the library. Here's my dry cleaner. Here's the, all the, here's where the grocery store is. So that they, you know, just kind of like a little practical thing. But see, then, Leslie,
0: even that idea? I've never yes. done that. I've lived in my house 11 years. But you probably don't have new neighbors. I the do. Time. There's a you new do? townhouse right next door to me that they always are cycling little cute families in and out. And I've never, I've said hi, I've introduced myself, but I never thought to like do that. That's a really great tangible tip. Probably things yeah. that you do, Leslie, that you don't realize is unique and special.
2: Well, I guess it's because I think if I moved in somewhere, I would want to know where the library was. And so but I think see, that's just,
0: very thoughtful. Okay.
2: I'm just helping them. It, yeah, it's input, right? But see, like, but that's oh. a gift
0: to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. That's a really good, tangible thing that Libby could do is just have a list of her contact info. Because I'm thinking, I don't have any of my, na- I have one neighbor across the street, the guy that. I got the picnic mm-hmm. table from. I have mm-hmm. his phone number because he put it on a chalkboard when he was selling the table. But mm. you don't have. I don't have other people's contact info, so well, that's I, really good. I think. I think when I
2: have people at my house, like so, some of them, like for the for the big Christmas party, I did not have their email address, and so I mm-hmm. kind of had to do old school and just walk down and. Stick it in their mailbox or whatever. Yeah, but then and then then I also had a neighborhood Christmas card party. We kind of broke out the neighbors from the big Christmas party because it was we we realized hey let's just do our neighbors on so we do a Saturday morning brunch, mm. and that's really fun because people come and so this time. I thought, no fear. That's my new mantra. I'm not going to have fear. Because I think he'd be really fearful about that. Like, yeah. they're going to think I'm weird or they're going to, yeah. you know. Yeah. No fear. I just passed her and I was like, hey, will y'all just give me, I would just like your email address and your, your address and your phone number. Because sometimes, you know, I just want to, you know, get in contact with you. And everybody's. They just did it. Gal, they yeah. weren't like whatever. And we also have like a neighborhood patrol. So we have some of those. But like there's one gal um, down the way that I, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember what her name is. And um, so I'm just going to be no fear. I'm just going to go back to her house and knock on the door and just say, you know, I missed you at the card party. And um, we would, Craig and I would love for you guys to come over another night, blah, blah, blah. And then just be honest and say, I can't remember your name.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: what the heck? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. she probably doesn't remember my name either. Right. But I, I, I do think um, having an event, like we had a Labor Day thing where I just said, come from five to seven. Um, you know, Craig and I are going to throw meat on the grill and we'll have sweet tea. Come and join us. And so I didn't even tell them they had to bring something because I thought some people don't want to come because they're like, oh, I'm not a cook. I don't want to bring mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. But it was the most fun and everybody had such a great time and we're just like, oh, this is so awesome. Thank you for getting us all together. Mm -hmm. And see, I think people want that. I think people want – so I say, find a time. Mm -hmm. And I did it in the afternoon where I thought, well, kids could play outside and whatever. And just whatever. Just do do it and no fear. Because I think sometimes we're just stymied by fear. We think, oh, they're going to – you know, my house isn't neat enough or – No one's going to come. I mean, Craig and I were laughing
0: because we were like, what if no one comes? (laughs) Right. That's the the nag. I'm like, well, no one will come.
2: I just think, well, what the heck? Tammy and Mike will come and we'll eat all this barbecue and it'll be awesome. So (laughs) I think I've gotten over that because people do come and you will have people that come. And then I think it's that casting the net. It's like God is going to bring the people that need to come. And so I don't need to worry about the people that don't come because he's brought the people that... Obviously, And so now we are going to try to invite the people that came to our Christmas party to come and be more like for a more intentional, like a Sunday night dinner mm. where we're going to talk about something we haven't quite decided what.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to bounce on? Well, that's no, I think that that's just really, I don't know. It fills me with hope and like gives me a little confidence to do something. I know last Christmas I made those crazy delicious Pioneer Woman cinnamon rolls yes I remember that that takes up the whole kitchen it's like quite an yes. ordeal and I literally told myself Heather never do this ever again don't <laughs> even get the inkling I'm starting to get the inkling and I'm like no Heather but it makes so many yes. and I bought those like re- those metal aluminum square Kiss. things that you can get yeah. at the grocery store yes and just like it had nine rolls in it and put our Perfect. little Christmas card pick on top did uh, you put your phone number I should have yeah. See, I, I don't think even
2: sure. think about that. Well, and, and your email, because some people don't yeah. want to call you. Yeah, but, but like, they'll email you for sure. They'll email you. And so like the other day, I was walking down the street, and I noticed that one of our new neighbors was having all this foundation plumbing work. So I just emailed her, because now I have her mm. email address. And I said, oh, gal. So sorry you have that because we all have to have this dumb tunnel dug under our house and replace all of our pipes. It's horrible. Oh, no. And so I just was commiserating with her. She emailed me right back. Oh, oh yeah, let me tell you what's going on. And did a da da mm. da And then I so I emailed her back and I was like, we really want to have you um and your husband over in January. And she emailed me right back, oh, that sounds awesome. We loved having you, blah, you. Guys, it's just it's just yeah. noticing that it's being yeah. out in the front yard raking your leaves, and people will stop. Yeah, it's taking walks. It's just yeah. You, you just be amazed if you're available at the opportunities out there when you cast your net. Love um, it. Um,
0: oh, Leslie, so good. Yeah. Well, did you have <laughs> any last other tips? I feel like there's so many great tips that we kind of wove throughout all the questions, but I don't want to cut you off.
2: Well, I think. Um, I, I did want to, one more thing about the, the, the negative self-talk. Yeah. I, I think that we need we need to have some scripture in our mind that will help us battle that. Mm. And and two that I thought of were those, the ones that helped me were Philippians 4, 6, and 7, where it says, anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known. And I just think whenever I'm anxious, I try to just... Um, do that. I try to 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 ask the Lord to help me, and then I thank Him for whatever thing I'm anxious about. Mm. And then it, He says, "The peace of God will guard our heart and our mind." And Gal, isn't that what we need? Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes my my heart will be fine, but my mind's like going cray cray. Mm. And in in um one of my sweet mentors, Vicky, who. Um, recently went to be with the Lord. She told me the last time we met, she just said, "Leslie, you have you have too much fear, mm. too much fear." And mm. she said, and she reminded me of these scriptures. And she said the Hebrew word for that guarding is like a little sentinel in a medieval castle Mm. and he's going, she just used her fingers and she said, he's going back and forth, back and forth, guarding your heart and your mind. Mm. And I just remember thinking, yes, I am going to claim that because the fears and anxieties will, will take us away from the things that the Lord has for us to think about. Mm. And then he goes on to tell us, these are the things to think about. Mm. So I think what I would want to leave them with is, is three things. Spend time in the word, leave your Bible out somewhere and don't feel like it has to be this like two hour amazing time. If you just spend time in the word as you can when your kids are little, just do that. Have a mentor, have someone who's further down the path, who's telling you these things and remind, we need to be reminded gal, Mm -hmm. the the Lord's always telling us, do this in remembrance of me. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul's always saying, remember this, remember this, because we forget. And he knows that we do. Yeah. And and then to 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 have faith and to trust in something that you don't see that God is going to give you what you need to have the friend, the connection, a way to reach a neighbor. So scripture mentor mentor in your life and to, to just choose faith, to choose to trust. Awesome. That, that'd be my practical
0: thing. So great. I just hope everybody got inspired by you and your just really innate giftings and then also just experience that you've tried it and it's worked. Thank you, Gal. Yeah. And I just, and I
2: want to remind, I just, I hope that this has been life-giving and I don't want anyone to think, oh my gosh, I have to.
0: No, no. You know, have a card party like this. No, 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 no. I think you, yeah. you, you clearly stated, yeah, what makes you, what brings you life and, and do that. Invite people along. I think that's great. That's exactly it that's the key yeah well thank you thankful
2: for you and i'm so thankful for your ministry and sweet how you're loving on people this way you inspire me gal to be a better mom wife friend
0: well you're too kind too kind and everyone go over to CerseiGal.com. that's where you'll find leslie if you want to stay connected with her yes because i do give a lot of
2: how to's on hospital and Cersei's about recipes and fun recipes, stuff. Lots of easy recipes. So, yes.
0: yes. All right. Thanks, Leslie. You're welcome, Gal. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 317, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.